Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. John's messing everything up. This is episode 151 of this dazzling podcast. Wait, this is a Dazzler podcast? I'm sorry. I read the wrong comics again. Welcome to Darkhawk Talk. <laughs> you know, we're jo- I was going to say we're joking about this, but we're going to end up doing it. And then I realized how much I really hate Darkhawk. Hey, you remember when we did Defending the Defenders for like an episode? Yeah, but that's at least a decent series. Yeah, sure. This is, you know, the, the next. The Obviously, next, it wasn't, or we would have kept doing it. The next series for us to work on is obviously Doctor Strange. Uh, the series that started in nineteen like seventy two because it starts with Steve Englehart and it moves to Roger Stern. It's basically the Avengers all over again. We don't want to do Doctor Strange from Strange Tales, like the very first Doctor Strange. Oh, Stanley. I mean, yeah. the, the best thing about those comics is Steve Ditko's art. Well, that's, that's you've got a good point, and they're very short because they were in Strange Tales, so yeah, they're not really half ones. Yeah. yeah, we can put them all in one episode, <laughs> like we may do with X Men versus the Avengers. Just wait till we get to our championing the champions podcast. <laughs> well, that will be quick, at least. <laughs> this is issue two eighty three from September of nineteen eighty seven. It is by Roger Stern and John Buscema. I'm not even looking anymore. And it's called Whom the Gods Would Destroy. So, Jason, where did we leave these Avengers last issue? <laughs> last week, the Avengers were on the path to infinity, and Pluto blew it up with a tank. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so now the Avengers are stuck between Pluto and his legions, and there's a jump into nothingness. They're stuck between a tank and a no place. Yeah, because there you go. I was looking for it and couldn't find it. and it was right there. Now I'm glad I didn't really look that hard. <laughs> I'm, I apologize. Looks like they're going to fight. Fight. Pluto's yelling at them, basically saying, uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> and Captain Marvel uses one of the worst comebacks at all uh, uh, ever uh, when she screams in a pig's eye at Pluto and then yeah. blows up his tank and some of his legion with her powers. Totally screamed it. In a pig's eye. I mean, just screams it. <laughs> I don't I don't like it. But it does take out Pluto's tank and takes out some of his legion. Is it just me or does Pluto look like Commander Kraken? Oh, don't don't tease me. <laughs> Yeah, she takes out his tank, and then three more tanks. Yes, and and some of his people, and that basically the his his forces rush the Avengers, and the Avengers are again fighting Pluto's legions like they were last issue. Yep, they're fighting them. And I have to say, Doctor oh, do Druid is doing some crazy leaps during this fight. He doesn't have anything else to do. Doctor Druid's costume doesn't really make a lot of sense because he's wearing a skin tight leotard. With a huge cape that's and cowl that look like they weigh like I don't know, fifty pounds. Like he's he's dressed like a gymnast. If you put a giant blanket on top of them, I <laughs> don't understand this. the comforter off his bed. Yes, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Do you remember that? You remember a couple years ago that uh, Lenny Kravitz wore a scarf and looked like a giant carpet wrapped around his neck. I do not remember Hilarious. that, but it sounds you like look Lenny up Kravitz. that photo. It's very funny. I noticed that Pluto could shoot fire from his hands. Yes. And then a couple panels later, he's holding an axe, and then the axe shoots fire. The ha- the axe shoots something. I don't know that we know it's no, necessarily yeah, fire. Does not. fire go katoom? I don't know. I don't think fire goes katoom. What did it? What what did it do in the first time he shot it? Does it go? Whoosh? It doesn't make any noise. No. So the fire she is silent. Made noise. <laughs> the fire is silent. The axe goes katoom. Okay. Uh, Good to know. And then here's Thor again with another rock. He's got another rock on top of him. Pluto uses his axe to shoot a portion of the bridge, which falls, and Thor catches it. 
and then uses that portion of the bridge to plug a hole in the other. Po- I guess this isn't the bridge. That, no, what it's did Pluto some sort shoot? of land bridge that's above them. Yeah, Pluto shoots some land bridge that's above them. It the, the section of it falls. Thor catches it. He plugs a, the hole in the pathway of infinite infinities. How does that work? Plugging holes like that bridge is made out of something else. And he just throws a giant rock into it, and it fits perfectly. Exactly. It's exactly the size they need. If that if that if that hole had been a little bit bigger, they'd be out of luck. If it was a little bit smaller, they'd be out of luck. So they, uh, yeah, they run across the bridge, and then Pluto's troops try to follow them. But I guess they're too heavy for the rock. Yeah, I don't and know it why it slips the... through. Yeah, I guess my favorite part of this entire sequence is when Captain Marvel tells all the Avengers to get across this temporary bridge. And She-Hulk says, but what about Pluto? And Black Knight's response is, let him get his own bridge, which I find mildly amusing. Why is She-Hulk caring if Pluto makes it across or not? No, no, I think she means, what about Pluto? Shouldn't we be fighting him? Oh, I thought she's like, oh, but if we get across, what about poor Pluto? (laughs) Then he won't have anything to do. And apparently, if if you walk on that bridge on the pathway of infinite pathways, I don't remember what it was called. The infinite pathways of infinity and beyond. You eventually just pop up in the middle of Olympus again. Well, you go towards a shimmering portal, apparently, that's a bunch of little lines. And then it pops you up in the middle of <laughs> of Olympus. This. But it's funny because they go through this portal, and I don't know if you read the caption. It says, for what seems like hours, the Avengers stride on through the unending glistening mist, and then suddenly, without warning, they pop up. On- what? They pop up. In they the were mid- on a bridge to infinity. Yes. An infinite bridge. Well, that's just what it's called. To get to a portal that makes them walk for hours. <laughs> yes. I mean, you seem like you get it. How do these Greek gods get anything done? <laughs> I have to go to the store. I'll be back in three days. Well, you know, what else do they have to do? They pop out in the middle of Olympus, and there's a centaur. Oh, Looks there's like, two centaurs. There's two centaurs there, and Namor and Shiok punch them. And it's just, I don't know why I'm using <laughs> for me to see these centaurs, like, reeling from these punches. They look they're, silly. They're horses, people. And the Avengers end up in the forest, outside yeah. of Olympus. Sure. Where they are With trying, Robin Hood. <laughs> they're trying to figure out what to do, and who do we see? But again, Prometheus. I don't know. Does, is he wearing the same outfit? I feel like he went home and changed. He may have. He had time. I guess, yeah. They were walking forever. Yeah. So. I mean, how did he get there? <laughs> Wasn't the, he in the underworld the, before? They know the shortcuts. Jeez. If, it's like, well, you know. I mean, you, they're gods. They can go wherever. It's like how when you lived in Las Vegas, you knew how to get to places that the tourists didn't know about. No, so you could get there quickly. The back roads. Yeah. That, the gods. Prometheus <laughs> took the back roads back to Olympus. Nobody uses the bridge, man. It gets really clogged up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you rush hour, the bridge of it's infinity ridiculous. pathways is crazy. Why do you think they call it infinity? Prometheus is showing them what's going on right now. He makes a little swirly in the sky, and all of a sudden, everybody can see what's happening. Oh, is that in the sky? I, thought, I, I mean, it looks a like puddle somewhere. It looks like it's in water, but is Wait, there no. water near them? Yeah. Look, what's okay? What's Black Knight got his foot on? Is the water? A, a giant stump? <laughs> You know, what? I love John Basima, but sometimes backgrounds and props are not his strong point. Oh, okay. I was looking at the prior page. I guess that that's the portal that they came out on. The, yes. woods, the woods are like right next to the portal. That If you had a portal from a bridge into a magic city, wouldn't you have the portal pop up in the middle of the city? It does look like it popped up. Well, <laughs> Not I mean, just right on the edge where the woods are? <laughs> we walked for hours to get to the woods through a glistening mist. 
So Prometheus I hate this issue. <laughs> wants to tell them what's going on. So he he shows them through some sort of magical scrying. It's one of Kang's uh, television screens. Hercules is laying in bed and Apollo is trying to heal him. Apparently Apollo is their healer. Hey, it's Apollo. Hercules is mumbling. He you know he's in this coma, but apparently he talks in a coma as you do. <laughs> and he, as he's talking, he's complaining about the Wasp and the Avengers. <laughs> I mean, sure. Because he's delirious, and that's what Zeus is using. That's what made him go, oh, the Avengers hurt my son. They all must die. Yeah. It's Hercules' delirious ravings. Apollo's trying to heal Hercules. He's trying to convince Zeus that maybe we shouldn't take your stupid son's crazy ramblings as gospel. Apollo's like rattling off all the times that the Avengers have helped them in the past. And Ares, of course, is like, no, the Avengers suck. Let's kill them dead. Because he likes that. And Zeus is like, look, you can all shut up. I'm Zeus. I know what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is killing Avengers. So now the Avengers have to figure out what do we do? How do we do we escape to Earth? That plan is shot down because the fear is that the Greek gods will come after them again and, and hurt people on Earth. Mm-hmm. Do we kill Zeus? And that plan is shot down because he's pretty darn tough to kill. Apparently. Because he's a god. And so then the question is, can they convince other Olympian gods to join them in convincing Zeus he's wrong. Right. And Namor is like, hey, I know a guy. Well, I know a god, actually, because who he knows is not a guy. Oh, right. So Namor's like, I know the first god we can go to to try to get more gods on our side. And that is Venus. That's this chick. Technically, I guess you could say Venus has become an important Olympian deity. This is her first time in the Avengers. As we mentioned a couple episodes ago, had her own title back in the right after, I guess, which you could between the Golden and the Silver Age in the late forties, when Marvel was trying everything. Yes, I got so, but but now you see Venus as a member of the Agents of Atlas. Is that the same one? Well, that's what got me so darn confused. I don't think so. I think the Agent of Atlas, Venus, is actually a siren. Oh, I thought she was just a person. I think she's said had like I tried to Venus like powers. I tried to find this on, on whatever the, those are on the Webernets, and I got so confused as to how many Venus. You should try doing any research on Dark Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough. So the point is, Namor knows Venus. They try to convince Venus that Zeus is an is an idiot. She's like, yeah, we all know that. And while Namor and Captain Marvel are trying to convince v- Venus. The other Avengers, Thor, Captain America, She-Hulk, Druid, and Black Knight, have gone to convince Hephaestus because they think he might be willing to listen to them. And he's hanging out in his in his workshop with Athena, the first time we've seen her. She's like the goddess of wisdom or something. Yes. They are basically playing around with Thor's hammer. How did they get the hammer? Pluto gave it to them. Oh, when they first grabbed When they Thor. first ca- were captured. How did Pluto give them the hammer? That's a good question, because how do you lift it? Nobody there should be able to lift it. Wait. Don't they say something about, like, the hammer's been sitting yes. there? Through a most complicated series of levers and winches, was I able to move here? This Oh, so they haven't <laughs> oh, even... It, he didn't actually pick the hammer up. He picked up the rock that the hammer was sitting on. Yes, they actually like, removed... Took a chunk out of the sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> He's got... Because, of course, nobody can pick up the hammer, which is kind of cool, actually, that they went to that much trouble to study this thing. It seems silly that you could just pick up the rock that the hammer's sitting on though because then couldn't anybody just kind of steal the hammer if thor sets his hammer like let's say thor sets his hammer down on a dinner plate and then does that mean jarvis can go and clear the table and take the hammer with him no because he makes it clear that even removing the sidewalk was incredibly difficult 
that he, he took, did it. He he's Jason. Do you know what he is? Is he a god? He's a god. <laughs> well, the winches and pulleys aren't gods. He's the god of winches and pulleys, so they have some of his magic god powers. Uh huh. Stupid. In any case, the Avengers come to convince these two that Zeus is a dunderhead. Well, they're trying to play with the hammer, and then Hephaestus thinks that he's actually picked it up, but it's just bad timing because Thor's there. Thor is, like calls it to himself, and then bum bum bum. The the Avengers. The Avengers. The reveal of the Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> In any case, before the... Bum, bum, bum. Did I say that part? <laughs> before they can really talk, Hephaestus sicks his... Solid auto- gold dancers. His automatons on them. They are these solid gold women. Automatons. Because he is an unequaled smith. He can mm. endow unliving metal with the semblance of life. That's weird. It is and little- he made them all women because he's very lonely. It is true. It really is true. So the Avengers are now fighting them, as well as fighting Hephaestus. And it's, you know, it's it's going okay. The the, the wussies can beat up on the golden women, and the more powerful right. people can beat up on Hephaestus and Athena. Yeah, sure. Dr. Druid trips some of them with a chain. Yeah. Nice. And then he gets to float over lava to use his levitation. I mean, sure. Was he levitating when he was, like, gymnasticking on people? He didn't look like it, but oh. he might have been. In any case, the, so there's a huge during the during the fight. One of the crucibles full of of molten metal that Hephaestus has sitting around cracks open. This molten metal threatens to engulf them all, but She-Hulk and Thor save Hephaestus and Athena, and that's their way of calming down the fight and saying, "See, look, we saved your life. We don't want to hurt you. We didn't hurt Hercules." And to add more credence to their argument, Captain Marvel and Namor show up with Venus. And Venus is like, yes, I believe them. We all know Hercules is a moron. It's true. And so now that everybody's calm, we've got three gods on the Avengers sides. And so they have decided that they're going to go see Apollo and try to convince him as well. So the idea, I guess, is if we can convince all of Zeus's children that he's an idiot... They will help us convince Zeus to listen to reason because there's nothing that an unreasonable, angry person likes more than being ganged up on by everybody they know and told that they're wrong. I see no flaws in this totally plan. Works, yeah, beautiful. So the Avengers, hidden under cloaks, follow these three these three gods through Olympus to find Apollo, but they are not unnoticed. Apparently, it says that their passing does not go unnoticed. And it's Ares that's doing the unnoticing. No, he's doing the noticing. <laughs> he's, he's not unnoticing them. Scene shift. Oh, well, kind of. Panel shit. That's weird. That's bad timing. They should have put it on the next page. So we go to a panel then of Zeus's throne room, I guess. And Artemis is there. And hey, who's that lady in the swimsuit? It's the Wasp. Artemis has captured the Wasp. She's not even on the team. There's Zeus is like, I want every Avenger. All One of them. And to be fair, she's the one that Hercules keeps name-checking all the time as being the one that sucks the worst. So, he, you know, you would want her. So Wasp seems a little out of it. But before we can see what Zeus is going to do to her, Ares jumps in or, or comes in and says, Hey, Dad, the rest of your kids are ingrates. They get nothing for Christmas. They're, they're working behind your back. You speak madness, Ares. And then we go back to where Apollo was trying to heal Hercules and the Avengers and their Olympian allies are there. Yes. Trying to convince Apollo this is all wrong. Right. And Dr. Druid is like, hey, give me a chance to get through to Hercules' mind. So everyone's standing around while he's using his crazy mind powers. And uh uh-oh, Zeus caught him. 
Zeus, Ares, and Artemis show up. I think I keep getting and Artemis and Athena confused. I think that's Dionysus between their heads, too. I think you're right. Captain America makes the mistake when they get there. Zeus is like, what is going on? And Captain America says, you must listen. And Zeus just flies off the handle. You're immortal. You can't tell me what I must do. And just... And he cracooms them. Yeah, just levels this place with a, with a blast that lays everybody out except for our tough people. And also, like, if he blew the room up, didn't he just blow up Hercules? <laughs> I mean, he was in there. Oh, no. It says, only the comatose form of Hercules is, by the will of Zeus, untouched. Ah. Now, Captain Marvel's fine because she turned to energy at the last minute. Namor and Thor and She-Hulk are okay because they're pretty tough people. But the rest of the Avengers are out. Captain America's legs are broken. Very badly. And basically, we get these four Avengers that are left, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, Thor, and Namor, yelling that Olympus should know their wrath. They'll, you know, Thor's like, you shall learn why we're called Avengers, as, the, as these four Avengers rush towards Zeus. And then we have just a very short epilogue of Prometheus standing on a... How did he get up there? <laughs> on a mountain. Just a tippy, tippy, point tip. Uh, yeah, basically saying this is the final battle between gods and man. He's miles across the immortal realm, apparently. And he can see really far. He's like the Heimdall of the Greek gods. Sure. And that's it. So this is setting us up for this this epic confrontation, which is going to basically be the next two issues. And so we're going to do them all in one episode next week. There is no bullpen bulletins this month, but there is a letters page. There is? The Mark's Remarks <laughs> is basically Mark saying, Mark Greenwald saying, I don't like to use my column to show for comics, so uh, but I'm going to do it now. And then it's him basically saying how great his Captain America run is. Yep. And then there's letters. None of the letters look that interesting to me. What saith thou? <laughs> I don't remember what issue this is, what this is referencing, because the letters are, you know, months old. But this first letter says, uh, I see that an old villain will return next issue. Could it be Orca, the human killer whale? <laughs> who, who guesses that? Who, who wants that? Oh, yes. I mean, it turned out it was Tyrak, so, you know, yeah, eh, better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> could it be? <laughs> Mark Grunewald shilling for his cap run, I, for his Captain America run, I find somewhat interesting. I always thought that Marvel almost had a... Is it a conflict of interest that so many of their editors also wrote titles? Well, he didn't edit his own title, did he? No, I don't believe so. Marvel stopped that in the after Stan Lee stepped down as editor-in-chief in the early 70s, and then Roy Thomas took over as editor-in-chief but decided he didn't like the job anymore. He, he stepped down but kept certain titles that he was writing and editing, and you had like the next three editor-in-chiefs at Marvel step down after like two months and do the same thing where they had titles that they were writing and editing. And Marvel stopped that once Jim Shooter came on because it's a horrible idea. It's really bad. No one should be editing their own There's work. There's no control there. So he did not edit his own work on Captain America. It just seemed it just always seemed odd because if you're the editor of the Avengers and Captain America is an important part of the Avengers. And I am, let me be clear, not saying Mark Grunewald ever did this. No. But wouldn't you be tempted to say, well, this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing in my book, and I need more eyeballs on it. So we need to have a little bit of a crossover here with the Avengers book so that yeah. we can promote my work on the Captain America book. Yeah, or 
editing the Avengers, he's like, hey, we need to give Captain America a more prominent role here so people will like him more and go buy his own title. Exactly. And again... But I, I think a lot of the time, Mark Greenwald like wanted to write Captain America out of the book so yeah. he could do I, his own thing with him. I want to be clear. I'm not at all suggesting Mark Greenwald did that. If there was one editor in Marvel who seems like he probably wouldn't have had way too much integrity to do that, it was Mark Greenwald. And also, what, also the guy who you know pretty much created the, the handbook of all the Marvel characters. Yeah. Yeah, and also someone that cared about the characters in the comics too much to ever allow so i'm not at all suggesting that i have you know and and to be fair mark grunwald at this point in time this is captain america like three does it say what issues these are mm, no i think we're around oh wait oh no he just says the avengers storyline runs its course in 285 this is when captain america loses his job because he refuses to work for the commission where and he they... becomes nomad isn't it no no this is where he becomes, becomes the, the captain, captain the captain right and Mark Grumel had been writing Captain America's book, I think, for like three or four years by this point in time. And he had never before shilled for it in the pages of Mark's Remarks. And obviously, taking Captain America's costume and name away from him was a huge deal in Captain America's book. So I understand why he wanted to, to shill for it. It is weird, though, that he has that kind of power. Yeah. That he can devote this much column space to... Like, I'm the editor of this title, but hey, let me talk about this other title that I write. And while they are connected, it's still, I don't know, I just, it always just seemed odd to me. And, and he's going to... an unfair advantage that some other writers don't get because they're not also editors on other books. And he's going to do this again next month, though it's not a title he writes, so I guess it's okay, where he basically makes Mark's remarks. Uh, Is if, that the one where he starts talking about something and then they're like, we interrupt this? Yes. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we really want to, you know, he. I, I don't believe he does this again. You don't see him doing it often. It just seemed really weird to me. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Oh, we're going to talk about our Masters of Evil team. You want me to read the origin story? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, years ago, when I owned a comic book store and was very bored, I came up with an idea for a villain team that was like the villain version of an Ocean's Eleven so they they get this team together to to like run a heist to break into like the biggest bank in the world or and something who, like that. Who was on this team? <laughs> it was ridiculous. I don't remember them all. I just remember uh, White Rabbit, the clown, who it was Marvel's turned into like a really nasty villain. Oh, what was that guy's name? He was a Spider Man or Spider Woman villain. Um, was it the Daddy eye? Long Legs? Was it the eye or oh, the, the needle? No, there was well both. Was both. Maybe maybe ne I had both of them. Needles on Night Shift. But the eye is still around. I just saw him somewhere not too long ago. Which one's the mute? Is that the needle? That's that needle? needle. Okay. Yeah. I, I needle was on the team. Maybe I had the eye too. I don't remember them all. I mean, not I, really a good Master of Evil team. I just kind of made it, me think of it. In all seriousness, I would love to think about villain teams like that because villains are a lot of fun. The problem with the villains is, as we talked about before, so many of them have the same power, which is superhuman strength. And also, most of them don't have the personality that event you know part of the fun of an avengers team is you you put together powers but it's also interesting when you think about how the personalities would, would yeah. but so many villains i mean you have villains that have been strongly uh they've done a lot of character development on over time but quite honestly most of the ones they've done that much character development on over time have now become heroes well it, i think it would be interesting to find villains you get like two or three as a core group and then you find ancillary people that they had been associated like one time with like oh hey i knew this guy that i pulled this job with and see how far down into the d-list villains you can get marvel's done it a couple times when do you remember when the hood had his mm -hmm. group and it was like a billion yeah so many villains they're like in some abandoned church all having a meeting there were like 40 or 50 of them 
And, and then did the recent Nick Spencer Spider-Man storyline, uh, Hunted, did you read any of that? It's uh, Craven wants to have like this big hunt and they close off Central Park. Isn't he dead? I don't know. They put a they put like this dome over Central Park so people can't escape and he has these rich people like betting on I, I think Arcade was involved. I don't remember. I didn't read the whole storyline. But his idea was he captured every animal themed character in Marvel. Like bad guys, some good guys. And he was using Taskmaster and Black Ant to like kidnap people. They were being hunted. He he these rich people paid. They got these suits to wear as no, they didn't were they in suits or did they use the suits as like robot uh, avatars? Anyway, they went around and hunted these animal characters. And it was interesting because at, at certain points, the animal, some of the characters would find each other while they were hiding and they'd group up into like little teams of animal based characters, like animal masters of evil. <laughs> it's like, I, just, I always find it funny when groups of these like ridiculous villains get together. Like when Scourge from in the Captain America book went to the bar with no name and killed all those villains, you're like, oh my God, those villains are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, we, we, I guess we've never talked about Scourge because we talked about him a little bit because he did show up in the Avengers because he killed the Melter in the Avengers. Was that in the Avengers? I was in the Avengers. Oh, where he yeah, that's right. It was like a one-page little... He was yeah. hiding in the closet or something. He was his assistant, right? Uh-huh, he was his assistant. He shoved the body in the closet after he killed him. <laughs> and this is the problem with Scourge. As much as I liked Scourge and it was a neat idea, he killed off so many of the fun old... And while some of them, you give, you know... There's been other ringers since yeah. that ringer was killed because it's just a, a gimmick. You know, they never brought back Commander Kraken, which is I don't know. Fine. I think they did. Did they? I think they, they did. They certainly should have. And then you've got characters like Basilisk, mm-hmm. who's such a weird character, and you can't really make a new Basilisk because he was he you know his he had powers. Yeah, it's not something you can inherit or yeah yeah. So <laughs> find buried in a chest somewhere. Exactly. So it's kind of it was kind of disappointing that they that they felt that they needed to go through and kill off these amazing. Did Scourge kill Blue Streak? He did. I couldn't remember, but that was a suit. That was a guy that was a suit. A... You could get a new yeah. Blue Streak. Yeah. So many villains just have gimmick gimmicks that you can you can pass on to somebody else that's why there have been so many goblins of either Ha'ab or green or even jack-o'-lantern used their tech for a while that's how we ended up with a lady stilt man stilt woman wait i feel like her name is actually lady stilt man it, it is lady stilt man <laughs> and that's spectacular that is great so, but I would like to do some. We'll have to do something with villains one of these days. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say for now. I don't know when we'll do it. It won't be next issue because we have two. It won't be next episode because we're doing two issues. But we will do a Masters of Evil villain thing, a super villain team. Yeah, because I like that idea a lot. All right, all right. But then that's it for this issue. Oh this my is a, stars and garters for this episode. It's okay. I mean, it is an issue. Well, it is true. We're done with this issue. I know, Jason, I think you'll join me in being, I'm so excited now we've got to this point where things are at a fever pitch, and I just can't wait to see where we go from here. I bet there's going to be some more punching. <laughs> there will. There, I believe you are right. There will undoubtedly be punching. Awesome. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, our email is avenginghour at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at avenginghour. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.